and welcome to the Twenix podcast. Whether English is your first, fifth or fiftieth language, we are here to discuss things that matter in a way you can understand. On today's show, we are going to talk about travel. In the Middle Ages, they did it to worship the bones of religious icons. In the Age of Discovery, they did it to explore or invade, depending on who you ask, exotic and unknown lands for king and country. In the 19th century, romantic poets did it to be inspired. Travel has always been attractive for countless reasons. So, what about today? Maybe you go abroad to visit friends and family. Perhaps you want to taste interesting foods, experience differences in culture. I'm British, so I generally travel to get sunburned at the beach while eating fish and chips. Whatever the reason, if you ask anybody what their hobbies, interests and passions are, there's a high chance travelling abroad and seeing foreign lands is high on their list. And in recent years, it has become more popular than ever. In 1995, around 500 million people travelled to another country. Cut to 2018, and that number had tripled to 1.5 billion. Billion with a B. Tourism is a huge part of the world economy. For example, in Spain, it accounts for around 12% of the country's GDP, which is a pretty big chunk. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that in the year 2020, things are changing. We are being forced to ask if it is safe to move around as freely as we've become used to. But even without a global pandemic, some people question whether visiting countries around the world was ever an ethical thing to do. But before we get into that, let's think about some of the positive things travel does for the countries we visit. Alright, so perhaps the most obvious benefit to a country you visit is economic. When you spend your hard-earned cash on holiday, that's money that wouldn't otherwise enter that country, isn't it? If you weren't enjoying that five-course meal with a view of the sun setting over the sea, perhaps a waiter, chef or dishwasher would be out of work. Another positive aspect of tourism to a country is the way it can keep local traditions and culture alive, maintaining a level of pride and national identity. For example, do you think there would be so many thriving flamenco shows in Spain if there weren't crowds of tourists to lap up every clap, stamp and ole? Or in my home country of Scotland, without tourists to enjoy it, I'm not sure we would be able to hear the constant soothing and relaxing sound of the bagpipes on every street corner. What about infrastructure and protection of natural beauty in a country? Governments will invest money in these things to attract tourists and make it easier for them to get around. Better roads, railways, protected natural parks are all things that the local population can enjoy. Many of the most beautiful natural wonders of the world would be without funding for protection if tourists uh, stopped going. 
Now, we know people travel to soak up the local culture, but when you travel, you take your culture and experience with you too. Strike up a conversation with a local when you're abroad, and you might find you're able to celebrate differences, share more similarities than you thought, or just shatter stereotypes on both sides. For example, I can prove that I don't only eat fish and chips, I also eat haggis as well. This cultural exchange can have bigger consequences too. Maybe you're visiting a country with an oppressive government, but a reliance on tourism. In order to attract tourists from more progressively led countries, these governments might be more likely to improve conditions for their citizens. And it might take time, but the exchanges of ideas and experience between tourists and locals could have a long-term effect on the direction of the country. Okay, so that all sounds great, right? Well, unfortunately, there is a downside. So, what's the problem that people have with tourism? Jobs from tourism are undoubtedly beneficial to millions of people around the world. But unfortunately, they're not always so stable. We're seeing it now. Less people are traveling, meaning less workers are needed to cater for them. The fact is, it might not be such a good idea for any country to be totally dependent on the desires and capabilities of foreigners to travel. And when we talk about the economic benefits of tourism, things are not always quite what they seem. For example, when you visit a developing country, Studies say that up to 95% of the money you spend on your whole holiday will not benefit the local economy. And even with that remaining 5%, tourism causes prices of goods and real estate to rise, even if local salaries don't increase. See the problem. Now, you know I love bagpipes, but are local traditions always kept alive in the ways we would want? Are the ticketed and touristy flamenco performances always an authentic expression of Spanish culture? Or are they something else entirely? I'm not sure. And I spoke before about the positive potential for tourists affecting the direction of a country with an oppressive regime. But going there could have its downside too. Let's say you go and spend your tourist money in a country with a dictatorship or a bad record on human rights. Is your cash funding that government and in a way supporting them? And as for going to a country with the intention of influencing a change of ideology or beliefs, try it in a place like North Korea and you might find you have to swap your hotel room for a Pyongyang prison. Okay, maybe that's an extreme example, but you get my point. So how about the infrastructure and environmental protections I spoke about? Well, sorry to spoil the party, but those new roads are probably going to be full of cars and buses full of tourists polluting the air. And areas of great natural beauty are often affected negatively due to things like people dropping litter, land being destroyed by too many people walking on it, 
or even animals losing their homes due to hotels being built. So hopefully all this shows that tourism is not always as universally beneficial as it seems. That's the negative stuff out of the way. I hope you're still listening. The fact is, I don't have all the answers on this. Maybe there is no definitive solution to some of these problems. And personally, I hope to be able to see as much of the world as possible in my life. I want to play bagpipes in China, uh, eat fish and chips in Brazil, or get a suntan on the top of the Great Pyramids. I've been lucky enough to travel to countries as varied as Cuba, Vietnam, Australia, England. And if you ask me whether or not I have had a positive or a negative impact on those countries, I can honestly say I don't know. At its best, travel can help the world feel more connected, help us learn more about ourselves and others or simply allow us to take a well-deserved and necessary break from a challenging job. So, perhaps, before booking the next vacation, whenever that may be, it might be a good idea to take a little time and think about whether the positives of the trip outweigh the negatives. Not only for you, but for those who are going to welcome you into their country. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time on the Twenix Podcast.